1: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Momoa this morning. Jason
0: Momoa. Who doesn't love Jason Momoa, right? And he is about as close to a real-life aquaman as we're ever going to get, and the United Nations knows it. He was named the UN Environment Program's Advocate for Life Below Water at the UN Ocean Conference in Portugal. That yeah. sounds like a really big
1: deal. Well, he, w- he would be the guy.
0: He mm-hmm. said, for me, the ocean is an ancient teacher, a guide, and a muse. It is also existential. Without a healthy ocean, life on our planet, as we know it, would not exist. He's right. With this designation, I hope to continue my own journey to protect and conserve the ocean and all living things on our beautiful blue planet for our generation and the generations to come.
2: He kind of looks like a merman, doesn't he?
0: Oh, yeah, with that hair. I mean, even
2: if you didn't know that he was Aquaman or whatever and you just saw him, he Mm -hmm. looks like he definitely would be around Hawaii.
0: Yep. So his kids joined him for the special ceremony. He is, uh, he's actually pretty well known for his efforts to protect our oceans. He celebrated every day of Earth Week last April, offering ways to end and limit single use plastics. Mm. He also has a company called manenalu Menenenaloo, that <laughs> sells water in cans, not plastic bottles. Oh. So I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's uh very cool. Meanwhile, there's so there's been a bunch of rumors swirling that Johnny Depp is in fact going to return to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, An Australian site called Pop Tonic claimed an insider at Disney said that Johnny was being offered $301 million to return. Uh, In fact, uh, one of Johnny's representatives heard about it and flat out told NBC News... This is made up.
0: Hi, Chase. Not happening. I mean, I think a lot of people would be very excited to see that happen.
1: Well, Johnny did say under oath during his defamation trial that he would not return as Jack Sparrow. Well, if he said it under oath. On the other hand, <laughs> I bet he would do it for $301 million. Yeah, I bet he would, too. Yep.
2: Plus, he's got to get bored eventually. I mean, he's just been going out on tour with the band. I feel like he'll want to go back to acting at some point. That's
1: a good way to kill some time for a while. Yeah, eventually he might, he might want to get back out there. Maybe do an independent movie. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to really see his teeth into what his first role will be. Will
0: it be something serious, intense, or will it be something a little more, you know,
1: Willy
2: Wonka ish? Yep,
1: Edward Scissorhands, the sequel. Yeah.
2: I don't know. They should try to do something like that.
1: I forget how the first one ended.
2: I don't know either. Didn't he just go back to the castle or did he stay and live with the family? (laughs) I
0: don't know. It was such a weird movie. Yeah.
2: That was a weird movie.
0: (laughs) All right. So American Ninja Warrior could be headed to the Olympics. What? Yeah, the Japanese company that invented the Ninja Warrior franchise announced yesterday that the obstacle course could become a part of the modern pentathlon Hmm. at the 2028 Summer Games in L.A. So the pentathlon is made up of five events currently. Those events are very complimentary and not at all random disciplines of fencing, swimming, equestrian, show jumping, laser pistol shooting, and running. It's intense. Oh, wow.
2: I remember when it came downtown. Do you guys remember there Weird. was the um, that whole, what is that, 3rd Street, Street or 2nd Street. Street right there in front of the banks? Yeah. That we were down there going and doing something else, and we walked by just the obstacle course, and it is insane.
0: So, what they're talking about is the 2024 games are in Paris, but after that, they're thinking about starting testing a Ninja Warrior course as a possible replacement for the equestrian portion. So, instead of riding horses, they will fence, they will swim, they will laser pistol shoot, run, and Ninja Warrior. Dang.
2: Dang. I mean, that's a lot.
0: Wow. I couldn't even do
2: one of those things, let alone. Well, back to it's back just to such an,
0: a weird combination of things. You know, I'm going to swim a few laps and then go shoot a gun, and then I'm going to put on a, a mesh suit and wave a sword around at somebody—a little pointy thing. That sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> and then try to climb to the top of a, a moving staircase. Swing, yes, yeah. while swinging from some. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner.
2: L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Rings and diving over water.
2: That is a pretty big ultimate athlete, though, if you're looking if for If you're one. able
1: to do it, right? Well, Johnny Depp may not be going back to the role of Captain Jack Sparrow in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but would Christian Bale entertain the notion of playing Batman again? We'll talk about that. Plus, Sid from Toy Story, villain or normal kid? (laughs) That and Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks speaking out about that famous bench scene. More e-news straight ahead. But first, we check the roads. We got Denise standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows
2: Direct.
1: Hi, it's Tim, and if you're like me, you want to savor all of the seasons. When you replace your outdated windows with new ones from Universal Windows Direct, they're going to open smoothly to enjoy those summer breezes and lock and close perfectly to keep that cold air in on a hot, humid day
2: windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct
1: my mom always said life was like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get there's that iconic scene from Forrest Gump starring Tom Hanks that famous bench scene Yep. Yeah. Where he delivers that famous line. I got to I got to visit that spot mm-hmm. when we were down in Savannah. It's in Savannah, Georgia, where that park bench is. The bench itself is not there.
2: They have the bench inside the train depot now. I don't know if you know that, but there's like at the other end of Savannah where you catch the trolleys. Oh, yeah. If you go inside there, they have like a little museum you can pay. And they have the bench in there because I guess everyone wanted to sit on it. Right. And it was kind of getting, like, messed up. Yeah, when I was there,
1: there was no bench there at all, but they have it marked.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they still do.
1: This is the official spot. So, yeah, if you're ever in Savannah, Georgia, it's relatively easy to find. But uh, Tom Hanks says that he initially didn't think anyone would really care about that bench scene in Forrest Gump. In Forrest Gump, all the stuff that we shot on the park bench, we were just shooting fodder for a possible narrative piece of it. And I said to Bob, you're going to care about this nut sitting on a what is this? No one knows what's in this thing. I mean, we ended up shooting. It was probably like 13 pages of dialogue that we had to shoot in a day and a half. And But Bob just, I don't know. It's a minefield, Tom. It's a minefield. You never know what people are going to take away from it. And it ends up being, you know, that thing. That's so true, though. You just never know what people are going to connect to. Right. And you love those scenes. Yeah. Because you know, he's telling a story. And yeah. people are sitting there kind of getting into it and just watching bus after bus pass by because they want to hear more of what he has to say.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: That's a great movie.
1: That is pretty
0: cool. And the look on his face when he realizes he's a block and a half away from Jenny's house. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and he just gets off. That's right. the <laughs> He was a-running. Yep. So, yep. So if you loved Christian Bale as Batman... He is open to returning as Bruce Wayne, but only under one condition. Christopher Nolan would have to also return as the director. Hmm. Now, he's made it clear that he hasn't been asked and no one has brought up another sequel. But in an interview with Screen Rant, Christian said, in my mind, it would be something if Chris Nolan ever said to himself, you know what, I've got another story to tell. And if he wished to tell that story with me, I'd be in. Huh. Huh. So he also admitted he hasn't seen Robert Pattinson's take on Batman yet, but that he doesn't really watch too many movies. He did say, though, that he's a wonderful actor and that they ran into each other and talked about the role.
1: Yeah. uh, I guess he said to Robert Pattinson. Oh, good for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you like Robert Pattinson as Batman? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, the whole movie, it is really dark. I mean, it's... In, like
2: shot dark. Like It's
0: shot dark, and of course the tone of it is dark, and Batman is dark, and uh, you don't see very much of Robert Pattinson outside of the Batman uniform.
1: Well, there's a box set of the Christian Bale Batman movies on uh, Blu-ray or whatever, and I guess one of the special features is Christian's original audition for the role. Uh, he read for the part with Amy Adams wearing Val Kilmer's old bat suit. Trouble?
0: Nothing I can't handle. He knows who is was at the docks. He won't talk.
1: He'll talk to me. He had decided that Batman needed to have a different voice to Bruce Wayne, that he needed to put on a voice. Who was with Val Kilmer at the docks? I don't know, I swear to God. Swear to me. That supported the visual appearance of the character, and explained why people don't recognize him from his voice. <laughs>
0: What in God's name are you?
1: It was pretty pretty logically thought out. I'm Batman.
0: I'm Batman. He was a good Batman. The he voice was, was annoying, yeah.
2: but it was a good Va- Batman. They're so breathy all the time.
1: Bat all. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson was a great Batman. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's an actual villain in the original Toy Story... Uh, it would be the evil, sadistic, toy torturing neighbor kid, Sid. For sure. <laughs> but what if Sid wasn't really a villain? Like, what if he was just a relatively normal, if kind of bratty child?
2: He was, but he tortured a lot of those toys. That's the challenge. But he that didn't
1: I have with know it. they were alive. I mean, isn't that what kids do?
2: I, cu- you know, I used to spark- pull my Barbie's heads off all the time and cut their
1: hair. He put a yeah. pterodactyl Sid.
2: on a baby. I mean, <laughs> come
1: on. <laughs> well, one writer claims that Sid was misunderstood, and he makes some good points. Uh, Sid likes to burn blow up and break toys but what kid didn't do stuff like that again to what Jen just said Sid doesn't know the toys are secretly alive just like we didn't assume ours were when we strapped firecrackers to them or (laughs) held them over a lighter to see what would happen we didn't know And also, <laughs> the way he combines the parts from various toys to make new creations it yeah. shows real creativity. Mm-hmm. And that creativity extends to the way he plays with his toys. Like when he gets his new rocket and decides to blast Buzz into space. Or when he plans to burn Woody on the barbecue grill.
2: He put a match <laughs> right to his head. I saw it.
1: He's inventing characters, creating storylines, playing parts. Uh, not so much sadistic. He's playing make believe, and also when he gets sad, when rain ruins his outdoor plans, and gets super excited when his when his mom tells him uh, his pop tarts are ready, he's just like a regular kid in that instance.
2: And he tortures his sister just like a regular kid. Well, mm-hmm. sure,
1: he's annoying. He's no saint, but is Sid really a villain? And this writer says no. He says he's just a rambunctious kid with an active imagination. He's a creative spirit who uses what tools he has available to him to express himself artistically and to construct stories of make-believe. It goes on to say he's a visual thinker and a mechanically inclined problem solver. At the end of the day, Sid is just doing what every kid does, the best way he knows how, playing with toys. Uh, Andrew Stanton, who co-wrote the movie, says, we all agreed that Sid was the kind of kid who would grow up to be an animator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Ozzy Osbourne is, of course, known for biting off a bat's head during a 1982 concert. But since then, he has grown into an honorary bat dad. He has applied to install bat boxes at his UK mansion to protect the creatures of the night.
1: Oh, good for you. <laughs> that's
0: right. Bat boxes Batman are used. Likes it. Yes. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> to protect bats and their pups from predators and cold temperatures. Hmm. How about that? Wow. I heard Ozzy
2: wasn't doing well, though. Does it? Do you know anything about his health?
0: Lace, they are adding a, a rehabilitation wing to help him recover from his recent surgery to this new house that he's building oh, yeah, with good. the bat yeah. stuff. So yeah. it appears that, you know.
2: Maybe he's doing
1: mm-hmm. better. That guys he's got a lot of lives. Oh, he sure does. Mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne, man. <laughs> what a character, yep. personality. All right, anything else on the E! News front? That is it. Okay, <laughs> we'll leave it there for now. In the meantime, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If it gets the real headline, we're going to set you up with tickets to go see Third Eye Blind. But first, let's check the roads, we got Denise Johnson here now with your latest Q102 traffic. Thanks for listening